What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. Well, actually, here with Jason Desmond, who's actually covering for Jason Desi, who is away on assignment, a temporary assignment in India for the World Cup. And uh, there's been major action over there. But also, there's major action happening right here in the studios of Money FM because right now, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a little kid right now because I have a superstar in the studio. Uh, we have Dutch artist, engineer, and inventor from Sveningen in the Netherlands. It's Mr. Theo Janssen, who is here for an exhibition at the Art Science Museum. And uh, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you feeling? Very well. Thank you, Jason. Right. Now, uh, first things first, I have to say, because um, this is massive for me. I've, I've been following your work for a while now. I saw your, I think I told you earlier, I saw one of your works on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And I think it was on some BBC interview or some Euronews thing. And it was all about Strandbase. And I was completely enamored by it. Now, if you don't know, Strand-based UFO project, painting machine, that all works by this really amazing man. And he's here for Windwalkers, Theo Janssen's Strand-based that's actually happening over in the Art Science Museum. But Mr. Janssen, how did it all start? I mean, like your career in inventing stuff. You were taking a degree in physics. Well, I studied physics indeed, but I never got my diploma. So I tried to become an engineer for seven years. Right. But what it was the hippie time. And <laughs> everybody did something which you were not supposed to do. Right. So I was painting a lot. So right. after seven years, I decided I would just continue painting okay. and give up physics. But in the 80s, uh, my uh, interest for uh, technology came back. Right. And uh, there landed an idea in my head of making a flying saucer which could really fly. Right. Uh, so I made this one, and it was a uh, dia- diameter meter of four meters. So not so really big. Four meters. That's well, still okay. Still okay. Yeah. And uh, it was a black plastic thing which, which could float with helium in there. Right. And I launched it on a day that it was a bit hazy. And so you get a lot of against light from the sky. So people just saw a, a round disc going right. through the sky. This was in Delft. This was in Delft. Right. Producing uh, sound and light. And... Uh, and all the, the, if you uh, you, you cannot estimate how high it is okay. because you see just the disc, right. and if you think it's very high, it becomes very big, right? And it goes very fast, yeah. And uh, so obviously, lots of people thought that, and uh, so it was on television, all the newspapers, and then was it like a war of the world thing? Everybody started to panic and everything. Well, there was the, the police was getting totally crazy, and. Uh, <laughs> And so the interview was with the police, and they said it was as big as the nuclear reactor in Delft. What? All so, right, okay. So it was quite quite a, a happening, and that made me famous for a few months in my country. <laughs> and uh, so after that, I was not able to paint anymore because I tasted so much wider audience yeah. and attention right. that I wanted to make machines. And so I made this painting machine, which... Was a machine. It was nothing but an, uh, an air, a, a spray gun, right. which is sensitive for light. So when it's light, it it stopped spraying. But it, when it's dark, it started spraying. And the light cell was at the end of a tube connected to the the, the spray gun, and it went along a wall. So while scanning 
the space in front of that wall, yeah. it it sprayed, in fact, the the the, the, the image of the, the everything in front of the wall on the wall. Right. So you get a sort of photographic. Uh, oh right, I see. Okay, so uh, it's kind of like it's that. scanning it, and it's kind of like what we call like probably photocopying something, right? Yes. In a way, right? Yeah. yeah. So this was in the time that we were we didn't know about printers yet. Yeah, right. And, and scanners, and uh, so this was a, a scanning and, and, and real time printing, right? Uh, spray gun. So I, I lived for a few years on this machine because I took it to festivals right, and, right. Uh, and showed it everywhere. Okay. And apart from that, I also had a job, right. by the way. And then I became a writer. So I wrote columns for a newspaper in okay. Holland. And all these uh, columns were about some excursions in imagination, you could say. Okay. And uh, one of those columns was in 1990 that I had this idea to build skeletons on the beach, which would cut a sand to uh, to build up the dunes to protect the country against the rise of the sea level right. in the coming century. Oh no! Wait, so so you wrote an article That's without right. actually it was just an, a concept back then. It was a concept, yeah. So I published this this article, and uh, half a year later, I passed a tool shop. And I bought some of these yellow tubes, which you use in Holland for uh, cables in houses. Right, right. And uh, and I played for an afternoon with these these tubes. And at the end of that afternoon, I had seen so many things in there yeah. that I uh, decided to spend one year on the tubes. And that was in 1990. Right. And uh, that got totally out of hand. <laughs> and so I have been working on the tubes, and I'm still very much. Uh, Addicted, you could say. It's in twenty-eight years, roughly. Right? Would you That's say? That's right. Yeah. And you—you've always had this inventive mindset, even when you were a kid, or, or this just kind of just came in. Well, I—I I have been always been thinking of things. I must say. Right. But I think an important uh, uh, development was that when I was twenty, and I came into a group of students. And they uh, were very special people, and they, okay. they uh, well, they ins- they stimulated me doing the things which I was doing, like writing poetry, and, right? And so I, I I was lucky enough to land in that that group of people, and that well, that made a, a lot of change for me then. Yeah, it's I find it absolutely fascinating because you are in your mind, are you more artist or engineer? Well. Those labels are all invented by institutions. By exactly, yeah. that's true. That's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Well, working on on the beach uh, in in Schreveningen, where you're just talking about, uh, well, and under the clouds, and and when I'm there working on my own, it's yeah. a very lonely beach there. <laughs> right. And I feel, well, I don't wonder about museums or institutions like universities yeah. or labels like artists. It's just for or, you. Well, I feel more like an Eskimo working there uh, and making my things. And so if you ask me, what do you feel what you are? Yeah. I feel like an Eskimo. Nice. But if you have you ever wondered, because you said you spent a couple of years trying to do the physics degree, trying to get your diploma. Yes. How different would your life be, your world? How different would it be? If you had completely stuck it out, I got to get this physics degree. Mm-hmm. I got to do this. How would you have been, if you had just gotten your physics degree, would you have been a physicist? Would Strand Beast ever have been born? 
Um, it's hard to figure uh, out, though. Yes, well, all those things. I mean, if you uh, asked yourself if yeah. there have been so many uh, things in your life which yeah. uh, deter- determine where you are now, and it's all just uh, a collision of in, in uh, uh, incidents or accidents. True, or yeah. So... I just had the happy accident that I landed in this this group of people. And when I was 17, I wanted to become a pilot. I couldn't become a pilot because my eyes were not good enough. Okay, right. So uh, if my eyes would have been good... You could have been a pilot. I would have been sitting in a plane now and have a boring life because (laughs) it seems to be quite boring to be a pilot. And so... It's just a, 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 a sequence of coincidence that I'm sitting here with yeah. you here. And bringing strand bases to life. Uh, yes, but uh, because all the plans which I had were replaced by better plans, in fact. True. Because I cannot imagine a better life yeah. than I have now working on the beach. Can you imagine? Yeah, I, I know. my work. Right. And, uh, of course, it's not always nice and sunny. So there's rain and yeah. wind. And because it's the Netherlands. It's it rains a lot. Yeah. Yes. But still, it, it's I, I love my work. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm so happy that some lots of people seem to uh, to understand what I'm doing and that join me in my work, you could say, because yeah. lots of people come to the exhibition. Yeah, and, and you don't. Do you think? Do you think of it as work? Is this something that you're passionate about and you just do it anyway? Yes. Well, I, I, I couldn't call it. It's just, it's a long vacation, you could say, <laughs> a long holiday. Yeah. So it's um, what I do is not really work. Right. You know? You're thinking I get paid to do this? That's amazing. Yes. We're speaking to Theo Janssen, Dutch artist, engineer, inventor, who made the incredible strandbeests that's been on everything from uh, documentaries to galleries to museums to to even The Simpsons. And we're going to talk more about the strandbeests in a bit. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to Money FM 89.3. Only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3 year with Jason Desmond sitting in for Jason Dacey, who's away on assignment over in India for the World Cup 2018. And I'm here with uh, one of my heroes, really, because his, uh, he's a Dutch artist, engineer, and inventor from Schwenningen in the Netherlands. Very, very famous for the strand base that's been around for forever. They're, they're, they look like they're alive and you're walking on the beach, but they're not alive. Or are they alive? These are the inventions of Mr. Theo Janssen, who's in the studio with us. Actually, Mr. Janssen, are the strandbests alive in your eyes? Well, you could say, are you alive? <laughs> wow, deep, all right. And, uh, well, we're all mechanics, right? So you could say it's... It is alive, but it's very primitive. Right. It's very low, uh, low evolutionary animals, you could say. And so where it all starts is just uh, they they gave the impression that they are alive because I wrote a a computer program to define the length of a tube in a way that it walks more or less like a real animal. What did you learn? I mean, like the computer programming, the obviously because you loved physics, right? Mm-hmm. So and also you love mechanics. All this came to play. But when when you think about this, how like 
the whole wind thing. How mm. the first one, Strand Blaze, the first one didn't have. It wasn't wind powered, right? Yeah. Well, it it uh, it was supposed to be wind powered, but it uh, it it couldn't do anything. It just could uh, move its legs, laying on its back. Right. Okay. So, uh, it, lots about my work is in fact a lot of failure as well. Right. So, okay. Uh, you could see all my ideas as a sort of mutants. <laughs> and uh, most of the mutants don't work. Right. And But sometimes a mutant gives a little bit of hope. And then yeah, you continue working on that. So it, it's, in fact, it is a sort of evolutionary process. Right. And uh, which is not going from A to B in a straight line, but it's it's a very curly road and, uh, and hard to predict, by the way. So, right. And, Lots of my plans don't uh, don't succeed because these tubes they always protest. They always want to do something else. Right, and I have to follow, in fact, the rules of the tubes. They right. advise me what to do. Isn't that so? That's so chaos theory, isn't it? I, I, I don't know if it's. I'm not too much into right. chaos theory, but it's uh, it's indeed it is. Well, I think it's evolution theory. Right, because uh, I don't think there was a plan. That we are made according a certain plan. True. Yeah. And uh, so I think the, in real nature and in real evolution, then you you get to follow the the rules of protein, and protein reproduces itself all the time. Yep. And you could say protein tries every time something new, and uh, most things don't work. Some do work. Yeah. And so I think I've I've followed the same strategy as real evolution. Right. And that makes it gives the impression that these things are not an idea of a human being, but an idea which came out of the material itself. Right. And uh, and that's also the the image which it, it throws in the world that it, it gives it gives the impression that they are really alive. Yeah, because it, it, in a way, it's kind of like. Life finds a way, and that's how the Strand Base came about. But uh, head over to the uh, Art Science Museum. Uh, I think it's all the way till September for Windwalkers Theo Janssen Strand Base. And what does Strand Base actually translate to English, though? Uh, it's a Dutch word for beach animal, right? Or beach beast, you could say. Right, and they really look like they're alive. There was one point, uh, one of the videos I saw, Adam Savage, famously from the MythBusters, he had a chance to see the the beasts up close, and you mentioned then that there was a heat issue with the PVC connectors or something. Like in the early days or something, like uh, they looked fine, and then after that they would break or something. I can't remember yes. what it was. How different were the original ones, the original strand base, compared to the ones that you make now? Well, you, you notice that when you look in the museum, you see several uh, species from the strand base evolution history. Right. And you see the difference between those, all, also the, how the connections are made. And, right. And so, the, of course, there has been a sort of development that these, these animals are becoming better surviving uh, the circumstances on the beach, like right. the storms and, and, yeah. and the water and the sand. Yeah. And so uh, there have been many branches uh, on the family tree of the strand beast. And, uh, family tree, I love that, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's a development which uh, for me is, 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 is uh, in fact, it's a purpose in my life right. that I would like to try to make Animals which will survive on their own, like a new specimen. 
Okay. Before I leave the planet. Right. And so I hope bef- I'm 70 now and I, I give myself 20, maybe 30 years more to work on this. Right. And, uh, and then I hope that we have a new kind of beast. And they will uh, survive all the way. But how do you start? I mean, what's, what's the process? Like, I always like to ask, uh, I always like to ask musicians, how do you start writing a song? Is mm. it like the lyrics? Is it the music? How, how does a strand beast start? Well, it starts with a lot of dreaming and thinking and uh, then slowly going over in drawing on paper. Right. And then slowly going on and drawing in tubes, you could say. Because right. Because you could see a, a tube construction like a three-dimensional drawing. Right. Because instead of a, a, a stripe with a pencil, you, right. you just put a tube there. Right. So you can draw in tubes very quickly. In a few hours, yeah. you can build a whole construction. Right. And uh, because this is sort of Lego, you could say. And then in the construction, you can see things and the the, the construction starts talking to me. Right, and so, okay. And so it gives me advices about the next construction. So right. there, I make a lot of constructions and uh, and they are just following up each other. And I leave them also sometimes... Uh, I, I I keep them just as a memory. Right. Uh, so there are so many constructions during the years right. which are still there. And on the boneyard, I call that. Right. And uh, so they bleach there in the sun <laughs> and, uh, and the material becomes very bony. So we... Because they, they do look bony because they start off as yellow PVC pipes. Yes. Yeah, you could say they have the color of cheese. Yeah, oh, true. And, and, uh, such a Dutch thing. Though, such well. a Dutch thing, yeah. yes. And so during the, uh, their years, they become very white yeah. and, and bony. Yeah, ivory-like in some cases as well. Like, so, like a bone, yeah, exactly yeah, like a bone. Yeah. But for for you, I gotta, I really have to ask this. You sit in your office or your, your, your studio, and you think of different ways to, to build a new strand base. Mm-hmm. And then the people from The Simpsons call you, and hey, we want to do this cartoon, this, this yeah. episode about you. How does that make you feel? Because all you're doing is, I want to be on a beach. I want to build this really fantastic thing just for fun. It's just for me. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves it. To to the Simpsons. How did the Simpsons thing start? Well, they sent me an email. And of course, I knew about the Simpsons yeah. because I have children. You know, yeah. I'm not too much of a TV viewer, I would right, say. Okay. But, and uh, and I, of course, I felt well, honored and uh, and well, because it's I, the Simpsons, right? It's the Simpsons, yeah. right? And I, I had a, a tour in the United States of of exhibitions, and I thought that it was a result of that tour that yeah. there had been at one of the exhibitions. And yeah. I thought, well, anyway, I had to go to a studio in Amsterdam, and I spent there. Well, we, I think we did it in half an hour. Right. Right. Okay. I I, I sung a Christmas song, and <laughs> yeah, I did, exactly, I did my thing. Yeah. And it, uh, and they were very enthusiastic, and. Uh, then, no, it was on, 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 on Christmas. It was a Christmas yes, exactly, uh, issue. Yeah. yeah. So then I got all these emails from my family in the yeah. United States and, uh, and uh, 
and people were so happy that I was on The Simpsons, yeah. and they didn't realize that in the beginning. Yeah, when you saw the character, a, did you see like, oh my, it's me? Did, did you like the way they drew you? Yeah, I, I liked the way they drew me. <laughs> yes, it was indeed. It was me. They did a very good job. I was yeah, like, oh my yeah. god, that is Mister. That's Theo Janssen. Yes, um, All right, coming up, we talk a little bit more about the exhibition Windwalkers. Uh, Theo Janssen's strand base is actually happening over at the Art Science. How different is it from the exhibit in, in an enclosed space to the beach? We'll talk more about that next on Money FM 89.3.